State, state your name. What's your name? Oh, now you won't walk off. What's your name? What's your name, sir? My name is Dees. Dees what, sir? Dees nuts. <laughs> <laughs> That's too much, bro. <laughs> these, these what? These what, sir? <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. This is the All Things Sports Podcast. Once again, I'm your host, Julian, and I'm with my boy, Danny. These. Uh, <laughs> with my boy, D. D-R. <laughs> these what, sir? <laughs> <laughs> and it's actually, it's actually a very special episode. This is the 10th installment. Uh, we've actually came here for 10 weeks and did our thing. And thank you for listening, everybody. Uh, for those who listen to every episode, those who send in questions, those who, you know, genuinely care and, and, and want to see us, you know, continue doing what we're doing. We appreciate it. Right. Um, but with that being said, basketball season's back. Basketball's back. Lonzo Ball plays tonight. I know. About to put that shit on while we record. Who else plays tonight? OKC plays tonight. Uh, well, they're playing now. Um, Russ is about to have a triple-double already. Whiteside's already got his first 2020 game of the year. The first 2020 game in a season opener since KG did it in 2007. Nobody's talking about that, though. Nah. Look. I mean, we lost, but still, man. I'd like, you got you to gotta talk about it. You got to talk about it. Sorry, sorry. No love. There's no love. No love. <laughs> now, I'm, I'm actually upset we lost it yesterday. We One, we were down 17 at one point to the Magic. Yep. We came out flat defensively. Um, we scored enough points at the end, but we couldn't get a stop. Like we, were, we, were already too, we were already too far behind where <laughs> it, it didn't even matter because we couldn't slow them down. Mm-hmm. Like you saw Fournier at the end. This man was on fire, bro. Floaters, jump right? shots, you name it. He, um, Fournier and Terrence Ross, they combined for 38 points. Now, I think Terrence Ross was the difference in the game because he, he had a plus-minus of 18 when he, was on, when, uh, when he was on the floor. And, bro, like I, like I watched the game from start to finish. We had no answer for Fournier. We had no answer for Terrence Ross. They look really good. The Magic look good. I mean, granted, they're playing us, but they look good. I mean, yeah, yeah, th- I mean those Heat Magic games are always really good. And like, people, if, you don't, if you're not a Heat fan, if you don't really watch the Heat, you wouldn't really know what I'm talking it's about here. It's a state here. game. You got to realize that they're competing for right. who's the best team in It's like Lakers-Clippers. It doesn't matter yeah. how bad one exactly. team is or how good the other. It's always going to be a good game. And also, like, um, you know, you, you bring up the Whiteside game. You know, he had 26 and 22 big rebounds. He's a 100% career three-point shooter after uh, last night. He made his first career three-pointer, yes. which was huge. He just said, fuck it, and threw it up. But, but it, it's not even fuck it because it was he, – he can make that shot. Right. We've seen him. But he, like need, we've seen him in practice. he needs seen to him on, stay engaged on, on both media. ends of the floor because he allowed Vucevic or uh, Vucevic but, but to get he, an easy double-double. He balls Well, on he's a heat side. killer. He's a heat yeah. killer since before Whiteside. yeah. Vucci Main is a heat killer. Yeah. He's solid though. Yeah. He's got he's a, a jump good shot. player. He's a really he's good player. He's got defense. And he's big. He's huge. 
And then, uh, of course, Dragic and Waiter started off on the wrong foot. They combined 13 of 36 shooting from the floor. I, you know what? I think um, Dragic coming back from Slovenia, he's probably used to that style right now. I don't know. I could be wrong. But I don't know. I didn't see him and Dion click like, you know, how they, how right. they clicked last year. And I know um, when they sent Dion, I think it was in the third quarter, they sent him back into the locker room to get his ankle retaped. Mm-hmm. He was looking. He was really. Uh, he was looking really slow and sluggish up until that point. Right. And then after he got his ankle retaped, <laughs> he came back in and he had like new life. Like yeah. he was out there and he just started taking he over. A solid fifteen, which is you know that's and that's not good. That's not a good game from him. We need more. So I know. I mean to have a you know a poor game. And but he came. Out, he came back out after getting his ankle retaped and he looked fresh. He yeah, was actually moving around and that's, being aggressive. It, it's scary though because this ankle situation. He said he tweaked it three times last night. And one of the times was like a defender kicked it when he was like getting around the screen, but mm-hmm. he said that he landed awkwardly a couple times. And for an ankle injury to linger, that's something that can you know that can ruin your season because you're obviously playing full speed, you know, day in day out. Right. You're you're not resting, or you're only resting on your days off, and you only get so many of those once the season starts. So. You know, hopefully he can he can rehab it and, and get it stronger to where it, it stays healthy. But if that, right. you know, lingering pain, wow, Kristaps almost brought the house down. But if that pain lingers, you know what I'm saying, throughout the whole season, he might just have to opt out and, and let it rest and come back later. Mm-hmm. You know, for the he's 25 it's, years it's old. It's not worth losing yeah, him he's, for us. And he's 25 years old. Get the most out of his contract, you know, at the end of the day right. as opposed to just – we can't afford to lose any any more starters on this team, especially with Magruder being out until like March or whatever. Um, yeah. You know they I, they gave Richardson the nod to start yeah, his I first career start. Um, he had a solid game. Uh, I I think he's really gonna flourish this year. I think this is his breakout year. Winslow came off the bench. Um, a lot of people maybe would have thought uh, Spo would have gave Winslow the nod to start, but Jay Rich has just looked better overall. And he's good off the bench too, you know. Yeah. And Jay Rich, he brings you length, so you got you right. know you're 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 going one Dragic Waiters, and you got uh, Richardson, Olenek, and Whiteside. Right. That's that's a pause, but that's a lengthy front court. And then uh, Kelly O got his first start with the Heat. He played he about. Solid. He played like 20, 21 solid. minutes. He, he, had, he, he had the. I think he, he had, had the second game. most minutes, right? I think he played the second most minutes in the game, actually. Um, but nonetheless, he 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 played a solid outing. Yeah. Oh no. Okay. No, he didn't. He had the second. Nothing. <laughs> I lied. He played twenty-one minutes. You were right. Um, but solid outing. He right. shot. Yeah, ten points and. Five rebounds, three assists. It's a solid game. He yeah, had four first, fouls. First game. Uh, James Johnson. But it's more the little things, you know, setting early. the screens, getting open, hitting an open shooter. You know, right. You don't see that on the box score. Right. Justice. That's the type of game Justice Winslow had. You know, it's not going to flood the box score, but you notice the little things he's doing. You notice the, the smart plays he makes and little decisions that alter. Right. And we saw um, the brothers Johnson come in and play together. TJ looked good. Um, I feel like the second unit didn't really play that much. They didn't uh, give us Spo, a spark. Yeah, Spo really went with the starters. I know James Johnson got into foul trouble early. He got Ellington four fouls still. in his first eight minutes, uh, James Johnson had. And they had him running point when he was on the floor. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, James Johnson, wow. it's crazy how athletic he is, like how, how athletic he's gotten. Because he's, yeah. he's obviously been athletic, but the way he is They're right now. They're about to do the same thing to Kelly O. 
Yeah. They he's said about they're going to they're, um, they said they're going to give Kelly Olynyk the James Johnson treatment. I'm sure he needs it. I'm sure he wants it. Yeah, oh, definitely. You know, if he's he, looking forward to it. He, That's you know, he thing. signed the contract, so that that tells you he he opted he's in with for it. that. He knew what he signed up for. Yeah, yeah, he knew what he signed up for. Uh, and everybody he saw these knows. dudes. Everybody you know, he knows. saw these guys in the locker room and how they transformed their bodies. You know, it's serious. Like it's really serious. These dudes want they want to get their body, you know, body uh, fat percentage down. And stay in shape and get in better shape than they've never been in before. Exactly. That's what that's what the heat training staff and the heat coaching staff do. Yep. They put you in the best sh- physical shape of your life, the best mental yep. shape of your life, yep. and you go out and you play ball. And then you gotta as let if you were you know, three or four years. You gotta younger. play your ball and then let Coach Spo right. do the rest. Exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. So, um, but yeah, aside, I mean, aside from the heat, you know. Uh, they play Indiana, you said Friday? Uh, Saturday. Saturday. They play the Pacers Saturday. All right, home opener. Um, hopefully, they'll they'll bounce back. You know, maybe Dragic and uh, Waiters will get in their groove right. a little bit. And that crowd, you know, you know, being in front of that crowd. Obviously, we had a crowd. We had a let's go heat chance. And we get a lot of those throughout the NBA, but we had a lot of let's go heat chance in uh, Orlando. Yeah, there's a lot of heat fans up there. Um, but you know, I think Whiteside will have another monster game. Yeah. I think it, him versus Miles Turner is going to be an That's interesting be matchup because yeah. Miles Turner is one of those up and coming dudes, one of those good young guys. And he's a outside, well, not outside, outside, but he has you know he can dribble the ball, he can put it down and make a little move. Right, he's really the future and the foundation of this new Pacers team. Who, um, Victor Oladipo actually he had twenty two points in his Pacers debut last night. I wonder how many sales he got on that EP. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> But that's that's good. That's solid. Yeah, you know. Yeah. And then, what could um, you ask for from? <clears throat> I don't. Uh, Twenty-two point. You know, that's a solid I'll outing. That's a solid outing for him. Um, you look at De- D'Angelo Russell up, too. I definitely give up Paul George again for him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, what was it? Yeah, D'Angelo Russell. He, he had thirty points in his Nets mm-hmm. debut. Um, the Lakers are going to see. You know, they're going to see why. I mean, I get. You know, Lonzo Ball. He might have a higher ceiling, but I'm looking out D'Lo for most improved this year. I think okay. if if he can play at this level, which he showed that he's obviously he even played capable against of the doing, in the preseason, uh, and he put up like 20. 20 right, I think 20s. I think he might be in the running for most improved this year. Okay. Um, I'm I'm really 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 sad for Jeremy Lin. I when the injury happened, I, I you know I saw the video and you it was like devastating yes. to me. I mean more so than the than the Hayward injury because. He didn't cry on live. Bro, TV. like you, he he hit the ground. He he looked at. He held his knee, looked at it, and you just see him go. He's slamming the floor. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. And you saw it in his face. Yeah. And no. then he. I, it was like the emotion of it. It was yeah. so sad, bro. Especially because he's finally like. It's just, found, he finally like found his groove from like the post insanity shit, where he's actually he's turning into a decent, really decent player. He's averaging 15 points, five assists. Like he's really. Kenya Martin put it's a, a good curse system on him. for him. That's Kenya Martin. He put baby oil on the floor. <laughs> nah, but it sucks. I mean, Gordon Hayward the same. It's just like this dude had the busiest summer of all free agents. He didn't know where he was gonna sign for moments. He made us wait till the last, you know, the last second. And he he's excited to go to his Boston, you know, rekindle with his old coach and Start new. Kyrie comes to town. They have this press conference. Right. 2017, 2018 is going to be, you know, their year. They're trying to get the best record in the East two years back to back. And 
six minutes into the first game nationally televised against Cleveland, he the team that just popped, knocked you guys out last year. Popped his ankle. If oh man, so you you there is some good news like in that. it though, because uh, they it was a clean break, zero ligament damage. Yeah, zero. Yeah. And they said um, best case scenario is that Hayward is back by March, which is really good. Be, good. I guess because um, the his foot when it broke it went on the outside. Okay. If it had gone on the inside, there would definitely be some significant ligament damage. But I know, don't think he comes back this year. I, to be honest, you gotta you gotta let him heal a hundred percent. And and it might depend on where the Celtics are. Right. They're gonna be in the playoff. You know, they they'll make the playoffs. Um, are they going to be in a position in the playoffs where they see Gordon Hayward coming back? Then again, does Gordon Hayward just come back for the playoffs and expect to just play, you know, all-star Gordon Hayward? So I think you, I think he's going to sit out the rest of the year. You leave him, you know, get him ready for next year. Realize that you're not going to win this year anyways. Or next year or the year after that. Yeah, so. Realistically, they could use this opportunity as, you know, as sad as it is because I, I was really excited for him, you know. Right. Um, but it gives the, the Celtics an opportunity to give Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown a good 30, 35 minutes a game, which through the first two games of the year, they've already given them over 30 right. minutes a game each. Which and, they have to now. Yeah, just um, to fill out those rotations. I just don't know the efficiency that Tatum is going to bring. I know he's good. I know he's solid. It's weird because I feel like he, there's one part of me that feels like he can go for rookie of the year this year. And then there's another part of me that feels like, you know, he's gonna he's gonna you know he's not he's not ready ready yet. You know, mm-hmm. look at Jalen Brown and Jalen Brown. I didn't think it was gonna be any Rookie of the Year candidate or anything like that. I think Jason Tatum is in a better position this year than Jalen Brown was last year. But that's more because of offensive skill because Jalen Brown's defense and athleticism is is you know up to par. He's just like, like Justice Winslow. It's like top notch. You yeah, know, yeah. so. So there, uh, it, we'll see. Yeah, really. we'll see. I think, but it's it, late in the season when you when you're playing crucial games, it's hard for rookies and even second year players to to step up into that role, and you know try to try to take their team where they need to go. Kyrie basically is where exactly he wanted to be. Um, he knows that he wanted to be the face. He's they lost Hayward and now he really he's is literally the face. Yeah, and he's literally the leader. A uh, bunch of young dudes over there. Obviously, they have Horford that'll help Kyrie, you know, lead that squad. But it's gonna be up to him and set an example. You know, he's not gonna be able to take days off, have bad games like that because what is he gonna set for everybody else? You know what I mean? Yeah. Hmm. So they're already off on the wrong foot. Now they're already zero and two. They already lost to Cleveland they, and Milwaukee. They're who, gonna go zero and eighty-two now. So yeah, that's good. Or eighty and two. <laughs> the Heat are going eighty-one and one. Last yeah, night yeah, was just a fluke. Yeah, we're going that shit was a fluke. I don't even. I thought I woke up and that was all a dream. I didn't even know that was real. Uh, Giannis, thirty-seven points and thirteen boards in his first game of uh, the 2017-2018 campaign, and they played Alley-oop. Boston, who we were just talking Alley-ooping about. Alley-ooping over seven footers. Oh, it's dunking nothing. On, dunking it's on nothing. three people. It's nothing. It's nothing. I, I don't even know. I, how he's going to gonna be. It. He's going to be in the MVP race this year. Without without a without Definitely. a doubt. Definitely. He Maybe. does everything. Yeah. He, when you lead your team in assists, scoring, and rebounding. I think the Bucks will probably win 50 games this you year. You can't deny. The you think they'll win 50 a, games? They might be a 50-win team this year. But they, I think they grow as Giannis grows as a player. 
I think yeah, it, I think it only definitely, helps them. definitely. It only helps. But them. look at look at uh, Jabari Parker. He's going to test free agency. Well, you're you're talking about this year. Yeah. I, I'm saying going forward, but even so, this year with Jabari Parker, if he stays healthy, with um, you know Michael Brogdon, if he comes off of a great Rookie of the Year campaign and improves there, but fifth over fifty games, I don't know. I don't think I don't think Greg Monroe is is has it. Thon Maker is still is still you know he's pretty raw coming still. up yeah he's he, pretty raw I don't think they have fifty I, I'll give them 46, 47. but I think Miami I think Miami finishes better than them I think Washington finishes ahead of them oh, Washington no doubt I think it's gonna be you know Cleveland Cleveland you could put Washington at a two with Boston you know losing Hayward. It's certainly possible. It really. I don't that, think Boston stays at the two. The That's Hayward the injury really changes the landscape of the East. I don't now because now we don't really know where Boston's going to finish. Exactly, and we know it's not going to be horrible, but we do know that this season's going to be long and tough. And if they if they slack or don't play as they should, it's they're they're going to be in trouble because you're losing. You offer it, you lost your best player. So hands down, yeah. You have to adjust to losing your best player. And the way it happened, too, it's demoralizing. You know what I mean? To see, to see you know, you can either grow from it and, and, and get stronger by realizing that adversity that he had to go through or he's going through now and, you know, he lost his season in six minutes. Or it can, you know, it can make you weak with young-minded players that, or even a Kyrie who, who was, you know, I guess woke. <laughs> you know, we have to see how they all handle it. He really struggled last night, though. Kyrie did not look good last night. I didn't even watch the game. They last held him night. to seventeen points last night. Yeah. Uh, but so, you know, you're talking about the- you're talking about the Wizards. Uh, John Wall and Bradley Beal are picking up where they left off. They combined for fifty three last night. John Wall had twenty eight. Uh, he John Wall's just back doing John Wall's shit. Best backcourt in the East. Easy, easy. I think, I think he could be in the MVP race this year, depending on how. Everybody else on the Wizards really play. If if they if they if they win fifty or more games, I think he could be in the MVP race. Yeah, and and I, I mean, would like to see a John Wall and Giannis MVP like yeah, have them two in the MVP race because it it's like it, it's always nice having like new faces right. in that race. And I think it I think it'd be really cool. But, but those are two deserving faces. You know what I'm saying? Oh, definitely. Because you know you have your Westbrook, you have your LeBron. And then you got, you know, Steph, and KD, I mean, Steph Kawhi, and KD, all those dudes. But we need more guys from the East mm-hmm. to be in that MVP but race. It can't just they be need Braun to have, they need to have six guys in the West for MVP every to, year. They need to do it themselves. I know, know? I know. And so Giannis, we'll Giannis is just proving that every year he's just getting significantly better. Um, What's he, the lead? He's the leading scorer in the NBA right now. <laughs> <laughs> after, uh, after one night. The Warriors haven't won a game. Warriors are 0-1. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> What happened to him? I want to see how Lonzo Ball plays tonight. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm don't worry. Well, well, we're gonna stay with you guys while we're while we watch Lonzo on yeah. his debut. Um, the Sixers they actually played against Simmons. John Wall and Beal, and the Wizards. Um, by the way, shout out to Marcin Gortat. He had a huge game as well. Um, you know, Embiid. I think Embiid played around 25 minutes or so. I heard he he was he's not happy with he wants to play the more minutes, minutes but they're they're not yeah. trying to rush him in. Yeah, which I can understand both sides. You know, he he feels like he's healthy and he can contribute. Yeah, but he for felt like that how minutes. many times? Yeah, exactly. He's felt like that since he's came to the NBA. Uh, but he had he had 18 points, 13 boards. 
That's Robert solid. Covington was the he, leading scorer in the game. He dropped twenty. He drops threes. That's why he can hit threes. Yeah, and they don't. They don't. He's a solid. Up. He's a solid player. He's a really solid player. And then we see Ben Simmons in his NBA debut, eighteen points, ten boards, five assists. The first player since Grant Hill in nineteen ninety four, a month before I was born. It was November of nineteen ninety four, with those numbers in their in their uh, NBA debut. And we're not even talking about Markel Fultz, uh, unless you've seen that the videos of him on, on Twitter uh, shooting free throws without his shoulders. I mean, <laughs> that kind of tells you that they, I don't really know. Like, we he might not be in the rookie of the year race because I mean, just no one's really. He's it's like a quiet first overall pick. Really, it's been a while since he's there hurt. hasn't been a he's lot hurt. of hype. That's, that's what he's hurt. His shoulders bothering him, and I think it's worse. I, th- I think it's playable. Like, you know, he can play through it, but I think that it's 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 worse than what the team is making it out to be, and I don't think that they want the attention. But like you said, he's the number one pick, and we're talking about Ben Simmons. Obviously, Ben Simmons was last year's number one pick, and, you know, he didn't right. play. It was both but- of their NBA debuts. I mean, I don't, I don't have his stats in front of me um, regarding faults, but I know right. he did put up double-digit scoring in his first game. Um and but, I mean, it's it's the first game, you know. We can't we got to talk about it, but we can't right. dwell on it like it's you know game um, thirty nine. Exactly. Yeah. Um, looking at the Pelicans, they um, play tomorrow, right? Yeah, they but, play tomorrow against. They play Golden State tomorrow night. Yep. Nine thirty. Yep. Uh, but you look at obviously uh, just like when we talk about John Wall and Bradley Beal, we see. AD and Boogie right. uh, playing down low in the paint. Two monster games. with uh, Anthony Davis had 33 points and 18 boards. And then Boogie had 28 points, 10 rebounds, and 7 blocks. And they still lost. They That's... still lost to Memphis. Like, how... How, how do you how do you put up those numbers and lose? Like, it says a lot about the team. I think that's one perimeter, I know Rondo's perimeter out. shooting. I know Rondo's out. It had to be defense, too. You had to see how much... Because it... I want to know the final score. I know. Game. Mike Conley dropped like 29 points. Um, their rookie, I want to say it was Dylan Brooks. He had like a good, like a good 24 off the bench. But Marcus Saul didn't, necessar- didn't necessarily have like a spectacular game. Right. Um, Mike it's Conley just, it's just question marks. I don't know what's up with the Pelicans really. Um, I saw Tony Allen got the huge standing ovation from the Memphis That's crowd, nice. which is really I mean, really you have cool. to know that that team can't go so far. Um, obviously, they do have. Look at Drew Holiday. Drew Holiday. Yeah, four points. Four points. Like they, they just paid gave, him they gave him how much money? Million, over five. How much money? One hundred twenty-six million. How much money? These nuts. <laughs> <laughs> he got these. Oh my god! Like it's it's like if I was a Pelicans fan, I'd be so fucking frustrated. That's right, because Cleveland's going to trade the number one overall pick for uh, Demarcus Cousins anyway. <laughs> before I'd be before sick. the trade deadline, hot take. I'd hot be take. Sick. Hot take is going to happen. Uh, LaMarcus Aldridge. Just signed deal. He looked like a new player this year. How much they paid him? Well, they got three years, $72 million. And I guess he had um, he had some talks with Coach Pop. Um, and then I guess I guess it worked. because <laughs> Yeah, I, I heard. Uh, LaMarcus had a 25.10 rebound outing, which he had zero games with 25 points and 10 boards all of last season. And now in um, in their opener last night, he's already got twenty five and ten under his go. belt. So, you know, maybe this is a sign of things to come. Um, I'm I, sure I that was they boosted TV. his confidence. You know, tell him shoot, shoot the ball more. Right. Pop said he never should have tried to change his play style. That's what we got him for. 
Uh, but, you know, I was watching TV. They said he looked like he was back in Portland the way he was playing, like maybe three, four, five years go. ago. So that's a good sign for them. Um, the Suns. The Suns. <laughs> they got blown out by the 48. <laughs> the Phoenix Moons. They got blown out by 48. They got. It was like the largest um Didn't CJ McCollum uh, get suspended for that game? Yeah, he wasn't even playing. You would have thought he snuck in and fucking... Put up 30. And just played. Yeah. No. It's, I don't know what happened, man. I know the Suns... Um, I don't know if you saw that video going around of... Oh, the... Everybody uh, running the fast break. They know, like how to perfect. Get, they know how to get back in <laughs> transition. Yeah, like in perfect... Uh, Synchronized. Yeah. But synchronization. They also sucked ass in perfect synchronization too. <laughs> yeah, they all they all did bad. Blown out by forty eight. They were at home too. They were at home and they got blown out by forty. They they scored seventy six points. That's crazy. Damn. They probably scored like seven points in one of those quarters. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, yeah, not looking good for them. Um, I mean, we know they're capable of scoring points, obviously. Uh, with some of the with all the young guys they have on that team, um, shout out to my Utah Jazz, one and zero, outscored Denver twenty eight to thirteen in that fourth quarter to get the dub. Denver's exciting. I like Donovan Mitchell. He's going to be in the Rookie of the Year uh, race, in my opinion. Oh yeah, you see the shit that Joe Johnson's been talking about him. Mm-mm. That he he doesn't remember the last time he saw a rookie come out with like that. That swag, that really? that like that, that physicality, that confidence. He 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 doesn't remember the last time he saw a rookie come out like that. And if you watch him in the preseason, you watch him in summer league. Yeah, you know it. this kid's the real He's fucking deal. And um, you know him. They added Rubio. They added uh, Cephalosha. Who else they add? Uh, that white dude from Boston, uh, Jarebko. Yeah. And then you know Rubio and Gobert, they look good together. I, That's Go, good. Um, shout out to Ricky Rubio. He got his three thousandth career assist against Denver that night. Um, he is gonna have to score the ball because I don't I don't really know who's gonna score on this Jazz team. I mean, they got a space of floor, but also Rodney Hood has to step up this year. Yeah, um, he actually I don't think he played. They gave Donovan Mitchell the start over wow. Rodney Hood uh, last night. Regardless, regardless if he's starting or not, when he comes in, he's right. got to do work. Um, they had Joe Alec Burks has to play. Alec Burke has to play. Alec Burks came off the bench in 15 minutes, scored 16 points. So that was big. That's big. Joe Ingles, you know, he's always he's going to give you like his 10, five and five, whatever he does. And he but like he like led the league in three point percentage yeah. last year, and he got his money. They were, okay, so the Knicks, not to cut you off, but the Knicks just lost. OKC is um is uh, getting their post game interview. The first post they got the big three right there. And they got the mellow. Westbrook and uh, Paul George. We'll let you tune in real quick. All right, let's hear this. Let's hear this. They said Russ already. Russ had 21 points, 10 boards, 16 assists already. Paul George. We all play for one another. That's what it's about. PG had 28 points. We all here to play. I can't believe the three of them are on the same team, bro. That's crazy. Melo got the hood up. And there was that. Paul George got to do two interviews. Look at that. Shout out um, to Melo, bro. He got the he got the hoodie on already. I'm glad for Melo. He's in a happy position. He's getting you know. Right? Back he to, looks happy back as to fuck. Basketball. He looks happy as fuck. He can just play. He doesn't have to worry about Phil Jackson blackmailing his ass. The only thing that sucks is that he's probably not. He's not gonna have enough time to uh, to uh, go go to the club after the games. <laughs> Shit closes at like nine thirty. OKC. Okay, 
I know you wanted to get into this uh, rookie rookie talk. We spoke a little bit about rookies, um, but you had a stat that you were just telling me earlier. Yeah. What was that? This was excluding tonight, uh, but 10 rookies scored in double figures in their NBA debuts on Wednesday, which was the most since 2008. And um, I think, I know we had one more tonight with uh, Laurie Markinen of the Bulls. We right. had 17 tonight. But uh, Dennis Smith Jr., who actually had a double-double, uh, De'Aaron Fox, Ben Simmons, of course, Jason Tatum, we talked about it, Markel Fultz, we talked about him, uh, Dylan Brooks, John Collins, my man Donovan Mitchell, Josh Jackson in Phoenix, and Mike James. Okay. So shout out to them, bro, because that's big. First time since 2008, or most since 2008, sorry. And um, you know what they're calling Mellow, PG, and uh, Russ? What? They're calling them the OK3. Wow. <laughs> 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 Boo! And I also saw this. Uh, this dude on Twitter said uh, the Nets have to relocate because they don't have a Brook and they don't have a Lynn anymore. So he said they, they got. Re- <laughs> <laughs> they said he got to relocate. <laughs> That's funny. That should fuck me up. I mean, he still got a Lynn. Just not. I mean, you know, he's not. He left the team, he's but that's playing. just funny as fuck. Fuck logic, real quick, because that it doesn't apply there, but. You know, that's funny as fuck. <laughs> and we're about to tip off on this Laker game. Okay. Uh, Patrick Beverly's probably going to have some shit to say to Lonzo. Uh, thanks to LeVar, really. You know, I think he's going to have a target on his back this year with a lot of guys, especially guys like Patrick Beverly, who are very vocal and very physical. I think Beverly's I think, I think he might give him some Lonzo problems. Tonight. Yeah, yeah gonna it's going to be fun, but I think he might give him some problems. And then we also get to see Kuzma. Who doesn't look like he's starting, so he'll probably come off the yeah, bench. He won't for, uh, start. He'll but he wasn't even Luol supposed Dane. to make the rotation. Like, right. He's he's a baller. Kid's a baller. They Summer were... League MVP, bro. Not for no reason either. Exactly. So, so they'll probably have him come out uh, when Dang sits. Speaking Luol... of LA, we're talking about the Clippers, we're talking about the Lakers. Um, let's talk about the Dodgers real quick. Hottest team in baseball. Obviously, they're uh, going to the World Series. They're on their way now. It's like bottom of the eighth or something. They're nine well, to one. They're up on the Cubs. Kershaw just pitched a phenomenal game, six innings. You um, knew he was gonna. There was no doubt about. It. They weren't gonna blow another game. Now, okay, so they're going to the World Series, right? You have New York Yankees versus Houston. New York's up three two, which they were down o two, and they won three straight. But they're going back to Houston tomorrow. Well, they're right. probably there now to play two, and they got to win one out of two in Houston. I think they do um, it. You know why? Because I, the Yankees were a 500 team. Um, I want to say they were – sorry. They were a 500 team at home this year. Yeah. And you know what? They lose on the road, then they win at home, and that's yeah. it. That's the series. Yeah. And with the way the Astros players are batting right now, they're batting like a 106 yeah, overall, true. and they had all these hitters. They're out here hitting like Yo Gotti's hitters on double. <laughs> it's, it's not. It's not happening. And it's the Yankees pitching is is consistent. It's been consistent right? in all playoffs. Um, and then are they going to have Sabathia for Game Seven, assuming it goes to Game Seven, or is he pitching if, Game Six? Well, to me, Game Six goes to Severino. I believe Luis Severino, and then after Severino, yeah, it might go to CC. Or, because I think Tanaka pitched last night. So it's probably going to either be CC or... Fuck it, bro. Just give CC the nod. <laughs> and we're going to get yeah. one of those classic old-timey World Series, uh, you know? New York versus LA. Okay, so, and I know that, um, I know that 
Christian, he he sent us a message. He wanted us to go ahead and talk about the hypothetical theory of if the Lakers, excuse me, <laughs> if the Dodgers were to play the Yankees in the World Series, which I hope it doesn't happen as a Red Sox fan. Mm-hmm. I hope that, you know, the Yankees could just play Houston and get it over with. Larry Nance, by the way, with the slam putback, that's live TV, y'all. Um, <laughs> we're doing some uh, some po- some broadcasting broadcast again. But anyway, like I was saying, um, you know, Yankees. I feel like they've just been riding this little wave, bro. Like right? they just been. And they're the underdog hot. in the yeah. series too. They're yeah. the underdog, and they'll lose right its now. first two games, and they go home, and it's just they they fire them up, fire them up. So Judge is delivering in the clutch. Sanchez is playing good. Uh, if Aroldis Chapman keeps pitching the way he does, I don't see why they won't make it to the World Series. Um, and if we do have L.A. versus New York, L.A. does have the home field, better record, uh, won their division. And ultimately, I think that and L.A. The best, the best pitcher of our era. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> of our generation, the best pitcher. The LeBron Kershaw. James of right. pitching. Who obviously came in clutch tonight. Yeah. Uh, to secure But you bag. knew he would. Yeah, um, pitch game one, lights out. And game two, look at that, 9-1. They took him out when it was... 9-1, I think. <laughs> so okay, Rest that arm. Yeah, rest you, that golden arm. Just in case we need the to Wayne Ellington seven, of you know? the MLB. You got to <laughs> rest the golden arm. So so there's that. You know, we got more World Series talk coming next week in the next episode, obviously, when that when that kicks in. But um, for now, I'm going to go. It's looking like the Yankees are going to play the Dodgers. If that changes, I'll give another opinion. But right now, I give uh, the Dodgers the upper hand versus the Yankees. I think their starting pitching is is too much and that you know, Justin Turner's fucking smacking smacking baseballs like it's crazy right now I saw Andre Ethier had a home run I didn't even know Andre Ethier was still on that team like they're, they're not even playing with one of the best shortstops in baseball Corey Seager's hurt and couldn't play the series He'll, he might play the next series and they're smacking home runs with Jock Peterson um, Yasiel Puig I'm in another Cody league. Bellinger, another rookie. Like it, it, they're too deep, too deep. So there's that. Um, I think the Dodgers might take it because they they've just been they've been too consistent all year long. It's not like they just found their groove in the playoffs like the Yankees are doing right now. Exactly. I think I think that might be the deciding factor because you, you never know when that that uh not to say luck but you never know when that. All right, I'm gonna call it luck. You never know yeah, when that luck will run, run out. out. Yeah. You look at the fucking Packers last year. Their luck, the luck ran out. You run the table. How long could you happened. do it for? It just, exactly. Everything just started to fall exactly. apart at the last minute. Same thing that happened with uh, the Colts when we played the uh, Patriots in the 2014 AFC Championship. Like we 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 beat the Chiefs. We were losing like 45-10, and we come back and win the game, and we win the next round. And we got to play the Patriots. And I mean, granted, they cheated. You know, Deflate Gate. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we know all about. But that shit. you know, they did beat us. By fucking like thirty points. So what was that forty five to seven, right? Yeah, I didn't uh, want to say that. I remember that shit. Yeah, <laughs> I was so hyped too. I was. I remember that day. I was at. Uh, I was at. Where was I? I was at Bow Campers in Plantation, and I was talking hella shit to. All right, why does to the Patriots why does Gallinari players. have a mohawk? <laughs> He's living that LA life. Why does Gallinari have a mohawk? He's living that LA Italian lifestyle. Italian people should not have mohawks. Lonzo Ball just missed a floater. Uh, back what I was saying, I was at Bow Campers uh, with all these Patriots fans, and I'm talking hella trash, and I'm trying to, you know, get them hyped up for the game, and they 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 were looking for me by the end of the second quarter. 
<laughs> I'm gonna look like that dude in 15 years. <laughs> That's what your 2K my player <laughs> looks like. That's oh, the shit. the uh, rookie Milos the Toledovic forty year old rookie. Yeah, Milos Toledovic. Something like that. Some, Clip, uh, some European shit. Clippers new point guard, Mr. Ricky Rubio's uncle. So do they have him at point guard or do they have Pat Bev at point no, guard? No, I think they got Bev at point guard. And they got him at shooting guard? Bro, have you, you saw him in the preseason? This dude, Milos, the passes he was making? Yeah, he's he's, a, talent, he's a talented dude. But, I mean, look at Ricky Rubio. He's one, He got it. You know, once you can pass like that, passing like that is, is, a, is a, you know, it's a gift. Right. Not everybody can do that. You know, you got your Steve Nash, Jason Williams, you got... This guy, Rubio, even, you know, LeBron James will give you a pass like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, not many others. Who else? Uh, Jason Kidd, you know, Lonzo Ball is going to be up there once. Chris Paul, you know, but there, there's not, you know, you can't just go down a list of, of names. Just, you know, these guys that can pass the way, right. you know, they are. So um, it obviously helps because court vision is big. And if you can see the court, if you can get the ball to the open guy, your chances are going that much bigger to make the shot. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, you saw him in the preseason. This dude Milos was fucking throwing underhand, sixty foot passes, <laughs> and they were on the money. Yeah, dude, so. he's talented. I'm, it, I, he, I don't think uh, DeAndre Jordan and Blake Griffin might take as big of a hit from losing CP3 as a lot of people think, because they've got somebody who can really dish out the rock. Right. Dish out the yeah, rock. They're going to find him. but That Euro style. I think, you know, DeAndre Jordan and Blake Griffin are, are part of the problem and part of why the Clippers haven't had, you know, as much success as everybody, well, expected at first. Because once Golden State emerged and came up, you know, United. And San, when they beat San Antonio that year, you know, that was their chance. But that was 2015, I think. That was when Golden State won their first championship. Yeah. So there was no way that, you know, Chris Paul, Blake Griffin... And DeAndre Jordan were going to beat the Golden State Warriors. Right. I, I don't think there's a way Chris Paul and James Harden and Clint Capella will beat the Golden <laughs> State Warriors. And Eric Gordon and yeah. Brian Anderson and Trevor Ariza. I don't either. Nah, I don't see it. Um, you know, I like to bring up things that Adam Silver says. Um, I, think he's, I think he's the man for the NBA right now. He's, and, he's the shit. Exactly. And, you know, there's a lot of talks around the NCAA right now. And, of course, you know, Adam Silver had some shit to say. And he actually, this is big. It's actually really big. He wants to eliminate the one-and-done rule. Okay. Once there are 30 G League teams in the NBA, he wants, um, he wants to draft kids out of high school and have them spend one year in the G League. And I think it's big. First of all, fuck the NCAA. <laughs> um, and I think this this could help fucking... Maybe it helps like reshift that whole landscape. And I think it the helps NCAA- with, with kids. The only, the only problem I have with that is... Once... Okay, so you get drafted. And okay, so the players in the G League are basically the players that aren't good enough to make an NBA roster. Right. Now... You don't have to, you know, you don't have to get drafted and then go to the G League for the year and, you know, you're going to make a team automatically. That just means that you have to play a minimum of one year in the G League. So the only thing is, like, say after three years, you, you do the draft and, you know, are, are we going to, is the G League going to get younger? 
And is it going to be kids playing against kids? And is it going to develop them for the NBA? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because what he's trying to do is stop, you know, these 19-year-olds and 20-year-olds who aren't even ready for the NBA from coming in the NBA. That's the reason I'd see him. I think you just hit the nail on the head. I think he wants the G League to be the development league for for the top talent coming out of high school. And... If if he can successfully turn the G League into a farm league, like so, the NHL does with the AHL, real quick, and real so quick, on. are you saying he doesn't want? Are you saying he wants kids to be able to come straight from high school into the G League? Okay, okay, that makes more. He's sense. saying fuck the NCAA. Okay. If you if you if you think you're good enough, you okay. will. Uh, one of these G League teams will sign you. They'll draft you out of high school. And they will develop you in the G League. It like the, yeah. the NHL has the AHL. Right. Each team has their own affiliate team where they they essentially develop their own talent that they picked. Word. And you know, baseball does it. Um, yeah. Football doesn't, but the bas- NBA wants to, and and they should because it's 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 better for the future. Because we're, you got to remember when you when you get drafted, you're going from you know going to school and playing basketball to literally only basketball. Um, when you go from high school to college basketball, it's you're going to school still. So you still right. have to have your academics up to par. And one, not everybody that can play basketball awesome is academically awesome. Right. Two, look at somebody like Ben Simmons, who's not even from the United States, but had to come here and play in the NCAA to declare for the NBA draft. Um, he hated it. He hated having yeah. to go to class in the morning. He said, it's pointless. I'm going to be here for one year. What's the point? So exactly. th- I think that's a good thing from Adam, Adam Silver, you know, be able to, I mean, it's going to take time. Everybody needs right. a G League team. How many are there? Like 17 teams there in the are, league right now? There are 26 right now. Oh, oh. After, at the start of the 2018, 2019 team. All right. So basically right now, the only teams that don't have an affiliate mm. team are the Nuggets, the Trailblazers, the Pelicans, and the Wizards. Starting next season, the Wizards will have a team, and they'll be the 27th. So really, once the Nuggets, Pelicans, and Trailblazers do, they could really make some movement with this. Yeah. And, I, and honestly, it lets these players get paid instead of being taken advantage of by the NCAA. Yeah, definitely. And, um, and play there are rumors, there are rumors that the Pelicans are in talks of starting their own and um, having them based in Pensacola, Florida, actually. And... I was doing some research, and the Pensacola community is actually really hopeful that it happens, <laughs> and they're looking forward to it. Plus, imagine coming straight out of high school, getting drafted by the Pelicans, and you get to live Definitely. and play basketball in Pensacola, Florida. I mean, it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful city. Um, yeah. And also, it's just if this happens, it's just in time for when uh, Lamelo Ball graduates high school, right? Because uh, you know Lavar Ball is always ten steps ahead. He's probably right. behind this whole thing. Um, is he going to get drafted to, you know, a team? The Lakers. <laughs> <laughs> right? But, you know what? I I think it's awesome. I think it's awesome. And I think it would, it would, it would be so cool to see the, these kids come out of high school again. The best player of our generation came out of high school. Yep. The two best. Most. Play- most. The two best players of our generation. And Kobe Garnett. and LeBron. KG. All these guys. Dwight Howard. I mean, for one point, you know. But He's still a Hall of Famer. It's. But. Come on, guys. Yeah. Come on, guys. And then. With this, I also bring up the fact that LeBron, before he retires, whenever the fuck that'll be, because he's a cyborg. Never worry. LeBron wants to play against his son, LeBron Jr. And we have six more years, five if 
Adam Silver's uh, eliminating the one and done rule actually uh, gained some momentum. If it, if the NBA starts accepting high school players again, and you got to figure LeBron's going to play three, at minimum three more healthy great years. Exactly. So to have an average year for two years and then in uh, you know just sitting on a team for a year, come on, bro, six years he'll be here. Right. So we have. Six years or six, like five to six years, call it, until LeBron Jr. is eligible for the NBA. If it's five years, LeBron will be in his 20th season. If it's six, LeBron will be in his 21st. We already know once LeBron starts to physically decline, he'll turn into a 20 assist a game type of guy. <laughs> right? he, he won't worry about scoring. He'll just, he'll just, dish, he'll just dish the ball out. Yep. That, that's what he's going to do realistically. That's really what he's going to – that's the type of player he's going to be. Um, he already said if he if he gets to play against his son, first of all, it would be the greatest ending to his legacy. And by and how old would Zaire be? Wade's son. At that I'm point. actually gonna bring that up. <laughs> I'm actually gonna bring that up. Um, he said if he ever got the chance to play against his son, he would use all six fouls on him and foul the shit out of him. <laughs> um, but just just picture this. I want you guys listening to picture this. Picture LeBron. And Bron Jr. versus D Wade and Zaire. Obviously, Wade's not going to make it till then because his knees are going to fall off. Uh, but <laughs> I think Bron versus Little Bron. I think it's a real possibility. Definitely. Even like Bron and Zaire versus Bron. Definitely. Like that. That shit would. It would be so cool. Like That's it would. Cool. It would. It's going to happen. That's the crazy it would, part. It would be the perfect ending to LeBron's legacy if LeBron Jr. Leaves comes off in the league and they get to play against each other. I think that'd be so cool. Or play on the same team. You never know. That too. Fuck you know? shit, man. <laughs> oh my! And then when LeBron retires, he'll become GM or president of whatever team LeBron Jr. is on. And then they'll draft Zaire and Wade's other son and uh, Chris Paul's son and Derrick Rose's son <laughs> right? and everybody. And then by then... Uh, Swaggy P's son. Right? <laughs> Larry June's son. Everybody's son. They're going to be the fucking livest team ever. Lonzo Ball's son. So it's it's been an exciting... Two days of basketball that we've been able to see. I don't think you guys understand how happy I am that I get to talk basketball again. Because <laughs> we, we were just talking about football, really. Yeah. And then the, the NBA offseason. But now we get the real shit. It's crazy. Look at the offseason, how much it brought us. This was the craziest offseason we've ever seen, literally. And that's not even... I'm speaking for everybody. Yeah. So, with that yeah. being said, you know, basketball has been two days. And we just talked for like an hour and a half about <laughs> it. I did want to get into this Thursday night football game, um, switching over, you know, to the pigskin, as you say. But, um, you know, Alex Smith and Derek Carr. Both having phenomenal Both having games. games. Amari Cooper had an amazing first half. He's been pretty quiet here in the second half. Yeah. He finally had his breakout game. Um, I drafted him in fantasy with my third pick, the 21st overall pick, because I had the first pick. And I've kept him on the bench the first six weeks because... What the fuck is going on? And I had a I had a hunch. Earlier today, I said, you know what? I'm gonna start Amari Cooper this week. So I plugged him in the flex. He's got 34 points right now. And I'm happy as fuck. I'm fucking I'm talking so much shit right now. I'm <laughs> telling everybody, yo, I fucking told you, yeah, I, I, I this and that. i I feel good. But he had he had a couple drops too, so he he could have forty four right now for, for all I fucking know. He's something's different. Something's different, and it's I, because as good as we've seen him tonight, he's just going back to that 
week three, week two, you know, Amari he's, Cooper. He's dropping those easy ones. They're hitting him. He's got his hands, and he, they're fucking Literally the ball's just like open. bouncing off his palm, bro. But I think, you know, he's going to return to his regular form. I don't know. I don't know what it is. You know, I don't know if he's dealing with a finger injury with, <laughs> with these buttery-ass hands. But <laughs> obviously tonight he looks healthy. He looks good. Um, he's running full speed. He's at home. So I think, I think he'll, he'll get back the rest of the season. I would hope so for my fantasy season's sake. Oh, my. You're one of those. No, nah, I'm just playing. All right. <laughs> I'm just playing. All right. It's time for the uh, one reason why NFL picks. Let's get to I it. I will say, though, it, it helps me. And it helps him in real life. If it helps him, it helps me. How about <laughs> how we'll right? put it that way? Um, you know what? Yeah, I, I like the one reason why. Um, um, I did. This game is going on. There's four minutes left in the Oakland KC game as we're speaking. Uh, I did choose Oakland, and the reason I chose Oakland was because they're playing at home. That's yeah. that was that. You think they'd bounce back? You know, mm-hmm. uh, Derek Carr's got another week of rest um, on his back, and you know that they they've had some missed opportunities. Really, uh, yeah, it looks like the Chiefs will probably run away with this one because they the Raiders just punted. There's four minutes left, and they're getting the ball back. And I don't know. I six, still I still think so. I still think the Raiders are going to stop them and, and score a touchdown. Let's see. I would like that. You I mean you know what? Hit Amari for his third touchdown. Yeah, no, right. But this that. is the problem here now is Kareem Hunt. Can you can you can you not let the Chiefs get ten yards or twenty yards? Don't let them get two first downs. If they get one first down, there's still four minutes. I mean two. It's obviously possible, but you're killing a lot of time. So I mean, uh, right now, you know Kareem Hunt. He I think he lost his touch. He's only got eighty two yards on seventeen carries. Not good, not good. You know, he looks trash right now. I but he definitely can burst for a 10-yard run easy. I know, I'm just playing. That man's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that kid's going to be fucking good, man. He's a fucking stud. Wait a minute, wait a minute. All right, to, to rudely interrupt our NFL picks, there's a commercial on right now. And from my understanding, this is a South Park video game? I'm about to Or is this, this a commercial? No, that's a video game. Let's... The fractured butthole. What? The fractured butthole. <laughs> oh, the fractured butthole. South Park video game. That's got to be the funniest game ever. All right, so I'm about, I'm gonna cop that shit. You're gonna cop that shit. We're gonna play online. <laughs> I'm Cartman. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be um. I'm gonna be. Who's that? Timmy with the fucking. They got him like Flash running fast. <laughs> no, nah, it'll be uh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what they got him the Flash. Um, all right. So basically, staying on topic. Uh, the week seven starts off with Saints Packers. I'm surprised I went this long without mentioning that my quarterback uh, he broke his collarbone. It happened while I was at work on Sunday. Mm, that's, I'm sorry that you had to work on Sunday. Yeah, that too. Like it was just an <laughs> overall. Overall, it was just a bad day. No, nah, man. It was bad. Rodgers is out. He had, but he, you know, he had the, he had, a, he had the surgery today. It was successful. <clears throat> um, they said he'll be back in eight weeks, maybe nine to ten weeks. I don't think we need to rush the greatest yeah, quarterback just, of our generation. Let him, let him heal. The greatest quarterback of all time. Um, you know, last so week. Last week they they. I'm going a little in depth right now. I'm not, <laughs> I know I'm not supposed to, but. You know, last week they threw Brett Hundley into the Lions, bro. They were playing against the fucking Vikings. <laughs> no pun intended. They I know. Threw no, him, they threw him in against the, <laughs> no pun threw intended, him in the, but to the Vikings. You know, 
I think this week against a soft ass Saints defense. Okay. Uh, Brett Hundley, you know they they revolve the playbook around him, and he's very talented. He's very he's still he's still so young. It'll be his first career start. Um, you know what? I think I think he'll go out there and have some fun. I think the the guys are are very talented receiving core. Uh, we'll put their faith in him. I think the defense got to hold up their own. But that Saints okay. defense is soft as baby shit. Optimistic bullshit is all I heard right there. I'm going um, Packers. Yeah, we know. Okay, so I'm going to go. It's going to be like a 1, uh, 1A, 1B. It's not going to be two reasons. It's 1A, 1B. Uh, the reason I go Saints is because 1A, Aaron Rodgers isn't playing. True. That's that's <laughs> That hurts. Now, yeah, yeah, Brett yeah. Hundley is not a horrible backup. He knows the system. But 1B... The Saints offense, did you see them last week? They put up over Drew 50 Brees, points. Yeah, they scored. The, the I mean, Saints, the, de- the defense me, scored 20 of yeah, them. Yeah. Like but to me, in general, the Saints score too many points to try to keep up with them. So unless your defense plays magical and, and you know, makes makes it a game of where Brett Hundley, you know, ha- is is all he has to do is manage the game. But right. I, don't, I think it's going to be, you know, Chiefs have to – or excuse, I said the Chiefs. I think the Packers are going to have to, you know, keep answering. Right. And I don't think – I don't think you guys have enough. So, who's next? Bucks and Bills. Okay. Let's see. And Buffalo. I'm going to go. Well, it, we don't know. We yeah, don't know if James is playing. We don't know yeah, if he's I don't, playing. I, don't, I, don't, I, don't I, I think know. I saw today that he wasn't practicing. I guess his shoulder is still sore. Uh, the Bills are coming off a bye week, so they're, they're, fresh. they're rested. They're fresh. At home. And they're at home. And I'm they're playing Bills. good. I'm yeah. going Bills. I go Bills. Um, Tampa Bay looks out of whack. Dirk Cutter needs to, I don't know, you know, hard knocks. I saw him coaching his ass off, but they don't look like they want to win. I think Shady might have a, a breakout game this week. And their their run defense has been playing. And their 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 pass rush has been mm-hmm. poor with two pro bowlers on there. Three pro bowlers. You got Golson, uh, Chris, what's this guy's name? Uh, Gerald McCoy and uh, what's this guy's name? Chris Baker. Come on. So, yeah, I'm going to go Bills with that one. The Bills also don't give up more than 20 points a game. They haven't yet, along with the Miami Dolphins, who <laughs> their defense is really keeping them in this season, really. They have a very good de- – I don't know why I'm talking about the Dolphins. Uh, <laughs> fuck that. We'll get to that shit. Uh, Panthers-Bears. Um, good game, I think, because they're going to be in Chicago. Uh Man, uh, the Bears are playing pretty good. They came off of an overtime win. I think that boosts Trubisky's confidence, but mm-hmm. I think that he Carolina got, he got his first win. Yeah, but Carolina, Cam Newton bounces back uh, ver- against not against, but you know, coming off of a poor outing in the fourth quarter Thursday night last week. We were watching that shit. If you listen to the podcast, you know we were like fucking. Criticizing. We were like live broadcasting that shit, right? and whatever's whatever's playing on Thursday is going to be broadcasted. Throughout the podcast. Cam right? was doing some fuck shit at the end of that game. <laughs> but Panthers defense is solid. And, um, you know, they still have McCaffrey and Stewart. So I, I go Panthers because my one reason, I'm not going to leave it off. My one reason is because Cam bounces back from last year. Yeah, I agree. I'll probably go Panthers too. Because um, I think really in the NFC North, it's it's really a toss-up between the Vikings, the Lions, and the Packers. And the Bears are just sitting down there all right, by themselves. right. And against a, a strong team like the Panthers, you know, I don't think they have a chance. Uh, Titans-Browns. The Browns are still winless. 
And they will and be. I think they will remain <laughs> winless. They will after be. This they don't week. even know who they're going to start at quarterback. I think they're starting Deshaun Kaiser again yeah, this week. They're going to. They start benched Kaiser. him last week. They took him out the end of the game the week before. The guy that they replaced him with, uh, fucking Hogan, I think his name is. What's his name? Kevin Hogan. Yeah, he's, he had like three picks. Like, yeah. he just looked absolutely so, trash. Uh, you know, Kaepernick hasn't got a call. We're sure of that. Um, well, it's just Titans. Titans it, because their 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 offensive line is. They're, too, they're just dominate. too overall. They're, they're dominate, too talented yeah. offensively. I, I can't even give you one reason why the Browns would lose. I think that's unfair. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look at this shit. Uh, so we're on ESPN, right? And for each game, they tell you the ticket prices. <laughs> the ticket prices uh, for this game are six dollars. <laughs> wow. I guess that's the lowest. So if you want to go see, um, no, no, it says it says they have ticket prices available. For the Packers game, you know they still have six hundred sixty-seven available for a hundred forty dollars. For the Browns game, they have forty-five hundred tickets available for six dollars. So you know, if you want to go to the Browns game, you spend more money or, on beer. Or if you want to go to McDonald's and get a McPick two, <laughs> um, you can get two McPick twos for that shit. Actually, <laughs> you and your girl, <laughs> me and Amy eating good. Yo, that's crazy. Uh, your Colts are up next against the Jags. We're at home though. Um, True. But how do you stop we, Fournette? Uh, the Can same you? way, easy. The same way that we stopped Demarco Murray. And but then, then Derrick Henry had the big game. He had a he had a big run at the end of the game. He had a cute a, a couple first downs, which he's gonna have. You know what I'm saying? Which big running backs, good offensive lines, they should you know they should control that aspect of the game. But to not be known as a pass rushing or run defense, run stopping team. Mm-hmm. We played good versus the Titans last week. We got worn out. We had the chance to, to, to tie the game. We had a chance to tie the game with less than a minute left in the game. And it was fourth and one. And we all saw what happened. So there's that. I think we don't even put it to where it's going to be a one-possession game. I think we, we um, you know, control the game. Leonard Fournette can have a good game. He's, he's, on a, he's on a bad ankle. I don't care if he plays. I don't care if he says he's fine. If you sprain your ankle... In six days, it's not going to be 100. percent I think it, running full speed, it might definitely affect. So I him think that that ankle is going to help us uh, find a victory. See, I just I don't know how Brissett is going to play because the Jags have proved that they have a very strong pass defense. Right. So it's going to be interesting. And a good secondary. I'm going to be looking out for that game because I, you know, I I like Brissett. I think he's he's doing the job well um, until Luck comes back. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess we'll see. Really. Derek Carr just... He keeps trying Amari Cooper, bro. <laughs> Derek Carr just missed Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper, you're listening to me right now. He should have like 15 catches this Jeez, game. Jeez, he missed him. Oh, man. And, uh, just to update, he has 43 points for me right now in the flex. 10 catches, 170 yards. Shouldn't even be touchdowns. starting. Oh, my God. Cardinals-Rams. There we go. Um, I got the Rams. Rams at home? They're going to be 5-2. and two. I like it. They just lost to Seattle, I think, last week. Yeah. Or, or who? No, 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 no. They lost to Jacksonville. No, they beat Jacksonville. They, they beat Jacksonville. That was two weeks ago. Excuse me. So <sighs> their defense got me twenty-two points in fantasy last week. Okay. Um, I'm gonna go Rams because I'm riding the wave. That's my reason. I can't give you a clean, clean reason. Um, but I'm gonna go Rams because I'm just riding that LA wave. You know, I, I know uh, Patrick Peterson's got a bad ankle right now. Um. I think Jared Goff might go off a little He's bit. He's torching him. I know. You know what I call him Goff? Because he goes off. <laughs> 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 
No, that's funny. Oh my god! If I had a tomato right now, <laughs> yo, <chill. laughs> that should be that's the right. Soft, you know what? I, I made my bad jokes earlier. You got one. You got you. You had to get that shit off. We got we got another AFC East matchup. The here Jets in, and uh, Dolphins. How about the AFC East, bro? Every team. Where's the Every team in is five hundred or or above. All right. First of all, in the NFL right now, everything's out of whack. True. The Patriots aren't in first place. Everything's out of whack. Shout out to the Bills <laughs> and Dolphins for being first place right? in the AFC. Who saw that coming? And Not the Dolphins me. aren't even supposed to be here. Matt Ryan threw a pick. Shout out to Rashad Jones, bro. Yeah, he did it. Top three safety in the NFL. And they're hating on him because he got hurt last year. I know, bro. Come on. So I'm going to go Dolphins. I think the Dolphins need to send a message and solidify. There, that boy Cooper go again. Oh, my God. So the same, okay, real quick. The same play that they drew up. <laughs> This man's eating them, He bro. actually caught it this time, oh deep over the God. middle of the field. There's a minute 27 left. Uh, Oakland has the ball down by seven. Excuse me, down by six. And they have a chance to take the lead with a touchdown and an extra point. Derek Carr might hit 400 passing yards. He's got 376 right now. If they win the game, he's going to ha- uh, have 400. Ooh, that looks scary. All right, so listen. I'm taking the Jets because fuck this season. I think some shit's gonna happen where they win. I, I think I think they should have beaten the Patriots. That uh, Austin Safarian Jenkins touchdown was bullshit. That <laughs> it call was, was, it was bullshit. It was. I think the Jets should have won that game. And if they can go up against New England like that, there's no reason why they can't beat the Dolphins. So I'm going Jets. Okay, I'm gonna go Dolphins because, bro, Luke McCown. You can't let Luke McCown beat Not you. Different McCown. You're th- you're thinking of the younger brother. Oh, that's um Josh McCown's Josh a real McCown. deal. Josh McCown's having a Bruh, good year. How about this? McCown shouldn't beat you. Alright. Especially if you have Indomitian Sue, Cameron Wake. But listen, yeah. no, nothing matters this year. Yeah, that's true though. That's <laughs> this true. year is a that's, bunch that's, that's that's a, it's a bunch of just who it's it's, it's a bunch of shit. <laughs> That's what I've been saying. This but NFL season you know is confusing. If it's Josh McCown going up against the Dolphins, who have really one of the, they have a top five defense this year. Yeah, no question. With the way they're playing, I it's going to be interesting. But I, I might have to go Jets just okay. because with the way this whole season's playing out, you you don't have a fucking clue. All right, who's next? Ravens, Vikings. I'm going Minnesota. At home, Minnesota. Um, why I, why are you taking Minnesota? Because I think their defense is going to eat Joe Flacco alive. They have no run game except Alex Collins, who they give the ball fucking four times a game, and he averages like eight yards a carry. Don't understand that. <laughs> they're averaging like they're at, they're literally averaging less than a hundred passing yards a game. And shout out to Alex Collins, uh, South Plantation he's Broward boy. That's Hell Broward. yeah! Uh, I think I just think the Vikings defense is going to eat them alive. Okay, I go Vikings. Yeah, I think Joe Flacco can't handle it. I don't think he he's been throwing. Multiple interceptions. He's been throwing ducks all bro. season. Come on, bro. All season. That's Come on, that's bro. easy. I'm not even gonna yeah. get on that. So. Yeah. Uh, this is another one. Easy one. Cowboys 49ers doesn't even matter who's home. Uh, 49ers don't even know what they're doing. They 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 they, they got a new head coach. A Super Bowl losing head. <laughs> a lead blowing head coach um, who. Can't get it together. Their quarterback can't get it together. They just released Navarro Bowman, who's balling for the Raiders right now. Um, and the Cowboys get to play with Zeke Elliott. 
Yep. <laughs> now he's back. Turns out. Yeah. There's no oh, suspension well, now. Oh, no, no. There goes Zeke. There's no he, suspension He's allowed. Now. He's allowed. Like, nah, nigga. So, I'm going to go Cowboys because the 49ers. And the 49ers just released uh, safety Lorenzo Jerome out of Broward. So, they obviously don't know what they're doing. I'm going to go, as I said, Cowboys. Um, moving on. I think, I think Dak and Zeke are going to have a lot of fun. Yeah. They'll run all the way. Seahawks, Giants. Giants are gaining confidence because of that one win, but without Odell, without Harris, without Marshall, without a running back. Um, Seahawks defense is just... Yeah, Cam Chancellor and Richard Sherman and Earl Thomas are going to have a field day. They'll be lucky if Eli doesn't throw multiple picks. <laughs> He's going to have one of those uh, Ben Roethlisberger, Jacksonville Jaguars type of games. <laughs> so I'm going to go Seahawks on the road, uh, 4 o'clock game. Yeah, that's an easy one. Because of that defense. Derek Carr is going for the end zone, and he missed. It's all right. Trying to hit crab. Uh, Bengals-Steelers. Good game right here. This might be this might be one of the games of the week. Um, I know that they've been waiting to play each other. Just because that those that, AFC North yeah. matchups, are, those are always good games. In Pittsburgh. Like, unless they're the Browns. Pittsburgh's like, coming off of a, a good win a versus good. an un- undefeated team at the time, which was Kansas yeah. City. Um, so... I know AB right now is pumped. He, he's he's been wanting, and he I, he loves playing the Bengals. He loves playing the Bengals. Mm-hmm. Um, Le'Veon's pumped. Big Ben, no Big Ben. I feel like he, he's gaining that confidence back. So yeah. I'm gonna go home field advantage helps the Steelers in this game. Yeah, Ben always plays significantly better at home, and that that's a fact. If it was on the road, it might be a different it might be a different game. But I think Ben at home. Um, Antonio Brown through six weeks already has 700 receiving yards, which is insane. It's fucking crazy, bro. And you know what? I think he's gonna fucking torch the Bengals D. Yeah, he might have another. He might have another 150. He might have another. Yeah, they have a mediocre secondary. Yeah, like when you what is it? Drake Patrick is their best defender. They got like Pac Man and shit. Like they got yeah, they got nobody. Uh, Another divisional game next. uh, Broncos Broncos Chargers, Chargers. and I think that the. the Broncos are going to come out strong. I, is, is Trevor Simeon healthy this week? I know that he got hurt last week, but I think he returned to the game if I wasn't mistaken. So I'm not going to go fact-checking. It doesn't matter. I would um, hope so because they're not winning shit with Brock Osweiler. Yeah. I'll tell you that. As a matter of fact, whatever. I'm going to go with uh, Trevor Simeon is starting, and that's what you guys are going to go with listening to me. And if he does, Broncos win the game. Because Philip Rivers can't find a groove against the Broncos' defense. That's my reason. I'm going to have to agree with you. And uh, to wrap it up on Sunday, we have the Super Bowl rematch between the underachieving Falcons and the underachieving Patriots. All I know is that all those Barstool Sports fans out in uh, New England are going to have those... 28 to 3 scoreboard shirts. Oh, yeah. They're going to have the time of their life. Yeah. So um, I think the crowd is going to be into it. I think the Patriots are, you know, they're going to find, they're fine. They have to find their groove mm-hmm. one of these weeks. Um, I'm going to go New England because Brady is the better quarterback. And I'm actually, I'm going to go Atlanta. And I think. I think Matt Ryan finally figures out that the key to winning games is 
passing the ball to Julio Jones. <laughs> he has one red zone target this season. That's insane. Are are you serious? He has no touchdowns. He has zero touchdowns this year. One red zone target. That that's your answer right there. Matt Matty Ice, if you're listening to this, I know you're not, but if you are, but you're not. Pass the damn ball to Julio, bro. You have the most talented receiver in football, and you're not going to use him. You're going to pass the damn ball to whoever the fuck else is Taylor on that team. Gabriel. Taylor Gabriel. Come on, bro. You got Julio. You got to use him. And I think if they don't, then, yeah, I'm going to him. Okay. <laughs> Monday night. Who's playing Monday night? Redskins, Eagles. Battle for the NFC East. Um, I'm, I'm, going, right, I'm, I'm right. going Redskins. I'll tell you yeah? right now. I'm going Redskins. Why? Because Kirk Cousins plays his he plays fucking lights out against the Eagles. Not since not, he took over. One. Since he not took over. One. Yeah, except week one. Now week one. <laughs> At home in week one. Granted, now they're going to be Monday night on the road in Philly. Um, I'm riding that wave. I'm riding that Wentz wagon. Um, I think Wentz, he, he got his weapons. You know, he didn't have his weapons last year. So this year he has Nelson Aguilar playing like they thought he would when he dra- when they drafted him, as I said. Right. And they have Torrey Smith, deep field, uh, deep threat, excuse me. Zach and Ertz Alshon is Jeffrey like the and best, Zach Ertz. He's looking like the best tight end I'm in riding football that, I'm right riding now. that wave. Well, Pennsylvania, that's a birth state of mine. Um, so, yeah, I go Philly Monday night. I think that, that Philly front seven might give the Redskins some problems, but I don't know. You know, I'm I'm going with my hunch. You know, I had a hunch about Amari Cooper and he Huncho. and he dropped that fifty piece. Quavo Huncho. So I'm just gonna go Redskins just cause. Okay. But just I'll, cause. But I think I think Kirk has a good game. But not not to take anything away from uh from Carson. Just cause and just cousins. Yeah. Just cause just Kirk cousins. cousins. Just cousins. Just cause cousins. <laughs> All right. So that wraps up the uh one reason why football picks. And that brings us to our questions. We have a lot of questions this week. Yeah. And I'm excited to answer them. I like I like answering questions. We gotta dig in the bag real quick. Let me dig in the okay. bag. Okay. Check that check that mailbag real quick. Hold on, I'm getting the keys to the mailbox real quick. Mail mailbox being uh Instagram DM. Uh you guys listening at home, um, or in class or at work if you're allowed, uh you can't see, but he typed in his passcode wrong. So it's taking a little bit longer than uh, <laughs> I got it, I got it, I got it. All right, so uh, to open it up, we had some good questions. First question I wanted to jump into was from Peter. Um, simple question. He asked, why don't people like hockey? It's fast. They hit, they fight, they score. But it's a good question. That is a good question. And I feel guilty now because hockey started and we haven't mentioned it. We really haven't. And I haven't even watched the game this and, season. And I watch the Panthers. I try and watch every game. Um Granted, I'm still salty that they fired Coach Gallant at the beginning of last year. I'm still salty Trocek got tripped. Me too. We were, yeah, <laughs> me too. But, no, um, I think, to be honest, is I it, think... Is it because there's not I think it's it's white. It's too white. I think it's too white for people. Right. Not for me, because I watch hockey. I the, like hockey. Does Peter live down here? Yeah, he's from Sunrise. Okay. Um, see, as, like, we're, like, the three of us... Um, we're from Broward, right? Mm-hmm. And we've had a hockey team since '97, I want to say, or '94, '95, like like mid, yeah. like early to mid '90s, I would say. And we went to what one Stanley Cup. We haven't won it. We haven't won shit. Um, if you're in a if you're in a city like 
Chicago Boston. or New York or Boston. Even in Tampa Bay. I'm Tampa sure even in Tampa. The Lightning have the best team in hockey right now. I'm sure they even have a, a, a bigger. There, like there's where, and if you're in a city where there's so much hockey history, mm-hmm. you know that's just going to be popping. Like it, or even in Canada, they have like six or seven yeah. hockey teams, and that it's just it's. But it's also one of those things where look at our like. You may think people don't like hockey because where we're from, like you were just saying. Right. But people, you would think people don't like basketball as much. You know, you would think people don't like football as much. Just being in Miami because we have like bougie fans. Like, right. It's like go to Boston and you'll see that they live and bleed sports. You right. go to you go to. Uh, Chicago and it's it's sports. You even go to New York and it, it you can tell they bleed sports. So here in South Florida, um, it's more of a it's more of a fashion market <laughs> than a sports. Everybody's market. just out here worried about the clubs and the partying yeah. and the cocaine, Nightlife. And the cocaine and the yachts and yeah, the, the so. South Beach and everything. There's there's so much to do here, and on top of the fact that we already have basketball. And the fans don't even give a fuck about basketball, really. If you look at the lower bowl at the Heat games, it's all people who are just there because they got money. Yep. The real fans are in the 400s. Yep. Everybody knows that. If you're a real Heat fan, you fucking know that. I Except sit, me, because I, I, I sit lower bowl and I'm a real fan. <laughs> but, you know, we have the Heat, the Dolphins, the Marlins, and then the Panthers. And the Panthers aren't even Dade. The Panthers yeah. are Broward. Definitely. Like, it's just... Sawgrass Mall. It's like if... Uh, it's I don't even know. Like, uh, what's another small city outside of a bigger city? And like, like if... Uh, okay, so I know Lake Forest. In, like, it's like 30 minutes outside of Chicago. It's right. kind of like... Um, like, like, a, like the like same... Sunrise and, and, and Miami. Kind of. It's not like... It's not like a, it's not like a big town, or really. Right. It's a small town, like... A lot of the Bears players um, live there. They the Bears practice there. It would be like if they had the Lake Forest Panthers. <laughs> <laughs> Who gives a fuck? Yeah. Like we just, I don't know. That's I a good know. question. Though. I appreciate. I think that. it depends on really where you're from, where you're watching from. Because if we were in Chicago right now, these motherfuckers love them some Blackhawks. If yeah. you're in Boston, they love the Bruins. If you're in Tampa, they love the Lightning. Uh, granted, they only have football and hockey, and but, I mean, they're, but they're always wrong. good don't at hockey. Wrong. You know, you saw the little, you know, we, we made the playoff push and and you saw the fans start creeping out a little bit. But yeah, we went on the win streak and yeah. it carried us to the yeah, playoffs. Every, once, like everybody was really but once into it. it. Well, it's, it. You're into it because it's fun, but they're not into it because they're diehards. They're they're not. You don't see the Panthers fans walking around like you did when they were winning. You know what I'm saying, right? Because it's just it's it's not fun right now, right? So I will say though, I work um, I work in a restaurant right across from the BB&T Center, and the, those Panthers home games we get fucking crowded. Yeah, we get crowded. So it, we I'm have not, a lot I'm of not, tourists at the game too, though. Yeah, I'm not saying people don't go see the Panthers, but just where where we're from and where we live right now, and the fact that the, that the Panthers the, the Panthers aren't the greatest team yeah. in the NHL. Yeah, it's not a priority. Not a I mean, priority. when when like two when two years ago when the Panthers were on that win streak and we had Yager and we had you know uh, Ekblad and Trocheck were were all stars and young dudes, yep. um, and we had like ESPN reporting about us and we had the Carolina Panthers uh, bantering with us back and forth. Even the Denver Broncos when uh, ESPN messed up and put the Florida Panthers logo on the 
Carolina Panthers logo, <laughs> shit like that. Like it got people talking, and there was some buzz around the Panthers, but it's kind of really died out since then. By the way, um, he told me to check out this documentary. Uh, it's about fighters and how they change the game on Netflix. It's called Ice Guardians. So you know, he shared that with me. I'll share that with all the listeners. So if you don't, if you don't really like hockey, or if you, you're thinking about getting into it, you know, just watch that. I'm gonna watch it. And um, like me personally, I love hockey, and I think if more people gave it a chance, they would too. Uh, but if you're gonna try and start getting into it, you really have to actually go to the live game and watch. Yeah, it's it's hard if you don't re- if you're not really into it and you watch it on TV. because yeah. it it's too fast to watch it on TV. You really have to go to the game, and it's an experience that I would recommend to anybody, Definitely. especially if you get a chance to sit on the glass which uh two years ago i went to like i went to like 10 or 12 games and i took amy to all of them and we would um a couple of them i sat on the glass and you're banging on them and you got the dudes fucking lighting each other up flying into the glass and you've got yager fucking a foot away from you and he's checking out your girlfriend or something probably even though i had his jersey on and she didn't it's (laughs) it's a really fun experience and I, i would say hockey games are probably more fun to go to than football and basketball if i'm keeping it real I love going to hockey games. Me nice. personally, I oh, love going to yeah, hockey games. Yeah, that's true. Especially because you're right up there with the action. There's just something about hockey games that I really love. Cool. So thank you, Peter. Um, that brings us to our next question, which was, do you think the Chris Paul addition to the Rockets was a good move after Harden had such a great season playing the one? Mm-hmm. And do we think it's needed? Um, I can start off. I'll say I do think... Oh, look, that's the referee in the NBA that looks like Gucci, man. That dude looks like Gucci, bro. <laughs> For real. Um, back on topic, I do think that the Chris Paul addition was necessary because if they want a better chance to be Golden State, I don't think they have – they have a chance, and I don't think they're going to be Golden State in seven games. But to have a better chance or their best chance, Chris Paul – is definitely it was ten right steps, to ten make. steps, right. you know, further. Um, James Harden had a great year as a one, but he's not a one. He's a scorer. So to be able to have him come in and and play on ball, dictating the team is great, like he did last year. Mm-hmm. But then there's moments like when they play the Spurs, and he can't just have the ball in his hand all game long. He needs somebody that knows how to facilitate the ball. A great point guard, one of the best point guards in the game. Still, um, it can't hurt you. And I think that it is it is going to help them, and it is a good pickup for Chris Paul to go to Houston and help James Harden play off ball a little bit more and continue scoring. Right. The way I see it and uh, the way I saw it, uh, you know, you came over Tuesday night, we were watching the game, and the way, the way D'Antoni was using them, mm. he started the game having both of them, and then he took them both out, and then he, he would put James Harden in by himself, or he'd put Chris Paul in by himself. Obviously, uh, Chris Paul's a little hurt right now. He was resting, um, but they did a uh, – well, sorry. He rested against the game against the Kings last night. They did end up getting the win anyway. Um, but I think it, it, it gives them an advantage for the starters and also for whatever second unit right. D'Antoni decides to, to roll out with because they're both – I would say they're both top five facilitators in this league. And – to have both of them on your team, I think it could only help. Granted, um, they gave up a lot to get him, a lot of depth. Right. But they, the players that you know they that they have now, you you see, like they lost Lou Will, but they have Eric Gordon, who's already exactly. averaging like t- over twenty. I'd rather points have two so starting far. point guards and two great six men. Right. 
you see Clint Capella putting up 22 and 17 uh, last night. So as, as you know, as much as we thought on our first reaction when the when the trade first went through that maybe they were giving up too much, um, you know, we saw it in the season opener. They beat Golden State. Yep. They they were very resilient. They were down like 20 or some shit at some point, and they came back and ended up winning. Um, I I'm excited to see how how it pans out. Yeah. Because I think right now they look good. I yeah. think they look really good. So that was Esteban, by the way, who sent us that question. He actually has another question. And it says, um, do we think the Greek freak, Giannis Antetokounmpo, is taking over in the next three years? And I want to say, <laughs> yeah, I know you want to say it too. Uh, uh, three years has been, that's, that's too long, bro. Uh, he's already taken over the league. Last he's, year, bro. Last year he showed, he showed last year that, that he's going to take over the league soon because he still has to work on his jump shot. He still has to work on, you know, his ball handling. But when he makes the game look this easy and he's that big and and, and flies and and, and young. that long, that young, he's, he's so promising. So this, he's, this, he's this our, kid's the future of the we'll fucking see, league. We'll see this year. Um, the Greek freak is, is starting to take over. That would be my answer. Yeah. I'll say and three, sure three years is like... Five years too, uh, like too late. Yeah, he started that takeover last year, and we already saw it this year with you know his season debut, and he's putting up thirty-seven with thirteen right. boards. So, yeah. so shout out to Esteban for that. We had another uh, question from DJ. Uh, shout out to DJ. He asks, "Will the Heat be a threat now since Boston lost Gordon?" If you want to go ahead, and well, Boston lost Gordon Hayward. The Heat lost Rodney Magruder. If you don't, if you're not familiar with the Heat and the culture, and like, listen, this guy Rodney Magruder, he was a rookie last year, and he he started the third most games for a rookie last season. He started 65 games for the Heat last year. He was our defensive anchor. He he like he was just a rookie. That but he, energy, that energizer bunny. He really took the Heat culture mm-hmm. and embodied it. it like yeah, he it. he like i don't even know like like where rodney magruder came from bro like he came from the d league and we brought him up he was floating around K-State. a little bit in the beginning That's michael beasley alone yeah now. and bro he like he's like he's he makes such a difference on this team yeah. and losing him hurts mm-hmm. and if he's healthy i think the heat make a lot of noise um you know after watching the game last night and seeing the way some of those guys on the Heat started off slow, it, it really wasn't a good look against. I think they'll watch film. They'll, they'll get it. They'll kick themselves in the butt about it. Get on the next game. Um, it looked like Waiters retweaked that ankle. Yeah. That he that, that doesn't look good. Um, so, but he asked. It was funny. He said, "Will the Heat be a threat now since Boston lost Hayward? They were going to be a threat heat, before. Yeah. I think the Heat start got the hurt. season as a threat in the Eastern Conference." Um, Yes, the Eastern Conference is weaker. There are better teams than Miami, which, um, you know, Cleveland, obviously. Uh, Boston, without Hayward, I don't think is a better team than Miami. That's just my personal opinion. Wizards, that's that's a toss-up. You know, we play great versus Washington. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, the Heat are going to contend. The thing is, are we going to be able to stay healthy enough to contend? Because losing Hayward... You know, for Boston, that that sucks, but that's the that's the NBA. But they had like they had like top five picks 
to come in and fill those minutes. Yeah. And now they get to develop these young guys uh, with Gordon out, who's already an established all-star and one of the top small forwards in the league. Mm-hmm. And uh, we have uh, um, it doesn't hurt that that losing Gordon Hayward doesn't hurt Boston as much as we think it does because now they have a chance to develop it, lottery it, picks. It does well. It doesn't hurt them in the long run, I guess. It would I mean, right now it develop, hurts them, but it does hurt them in this it's, moment it's in the present. It does. Yeah. You know, you're losing an all star. So off. I think. And I'm not being biased here. I think the Heat were a threat even when Gordon was healthy because I realistically I think we have a top four team in the East that we built. Um, but with the with, when you have you have to account uh, for these injuries and it, I don't know, okay. I don't know. So, I think we might be top six now. <laughs> we got um, two more basketball questions. Uh, two of the peop- the two of the questions were the same. They both want to know who we think is going to win the Rookie of the Year this year. Um, as we've gone over on other podcasts, right. and the, Flea TV, he asks, who do we think is going to win the six man? And my uh, cousin of mine, he actually wants to know, his name is Ishmael, he wants to know if the Pistons are going to make the playoffs. He's a big Pistons fan. He's been okay. a Pistons fan. So we're just going to run down all those uh, questions. It's going to be, do we think the Pistons will make the playoffs? Uh, who's going to win rookie of the year? And who's going to win six man? Um, okay. Do I'll, I think I'll start right yeah, now? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Let me tell you right now. If uh, Tobias Harris keeps playing like he did last night Word. when he's dropping twenty seven with like fourteen boards or whatever Word. the fuck it was, hell yeah, they're making the playoffs because you've got you know you've got the new stadium, uh, the Little Caesars Arena, I think it was. Oh right. They've got the new arena that they christened last night. Um, Tobias Harris, you still got guys like Reggie Jackson who can ball. You got Andre Drummond who. It's like his twentieth year in the league, and he's like twenty three years old, um, and he he could he could literally he could put up twenty twenty any night that he wants. Um, you just you guys added Avery Bradley, who's top two, top three defender, defender. in the league, and uh, Stanley Johnson's not really doing much, but he probably could. But with maybe. the weak East, with the weak East, from what they're we're a playoff seeing, team. Let me just say it right yeah, now. I think they're the a playoff Pistons team. Slide their way through. So I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with you. I don't I don't need to go ahead and elaborate too much. You basically said everything that I agree with. And then um, who do I think is gonna win the rookie of the year? Um, I think the hype train is gonna follow Lonzo, even if he doesn't necessarily have the absolute better season than uh, maybe Dennis Smith Jr., mm-hmm. who's another favorite, or. A Josh Jackson, maybe a De'Aaron Fox. I think Lonzo Ball, if he puts up... You remember we were speaking to... We had a phone call, and he was letting us know how Kyrie Irving, you know, he it can be a favorite in the MVP because it's a storyline. And right. it's true. Right. You know, to this extent, you know, Kyrie Irving obviously has a bigger challenge, but Lonzo Ball, if he has as good of a year or just, just a little... Less of a year than, you know, Dennis Smith or Josh Jackson, I think they give him the trophy. So I'm going to go Lonzo Ball, rookie of the year. I think the fact that he's on the Lakers helps too. Yeah. Because there's always so much media surrounding the Lakers. Um, but I would, I would look out for Ben Simmons as well. Okay. Because technically yeah. this is yeah. his rookie year. Yeah. And if, you know, we saw last night, granted they were playing a really good established Wizards team, and he still put up 18, 10, and 5. And I gave you the uh, the factoid earlier about how rare that is for a player in their NBA debut. And maybe it's a sign of things to come. Fultz is the number one overall pick this year. 
he was quiet. He was quiet. You know, he forgot he has shoulders and he doesn't know how to shoot the ball. Um, I think it, it, I really I think it's between Ben Simmons, Lonzo, and Dennis Smith Jr. Cool. But Donovan Mitchell is my dark horse. Because, yeah, yeah, because yeah, go Jazz. I, yeah. We were talking about that earlier before yeah. the podcast before we started recording. Because go Jazz. And that confidence is through the roof of Dennis oh, Mitchell. So he's such a stud, uh, bro. Donovan Mitchell. He's such so. a stud. Um, and then mo- what was the six man? Six man of the year. Uh, I mean, on my on my one of my hot takes was fucking last week. You said J.R. Smith. Smith. Yeah. I'm gonna stick with it right now. J.R. Smith. Um, deep down inside of me, do I think J.R. Smith's gonna win it? No. Uh, that's why. It's, I, that's I have why a feeling. I have a feeling Eric Gordon might win it again. Look at the way he played. You know what I'm saying? Right. He look lit. At, he lit Golden look, State up. He, look at Nick Young, and tell me he can't. He can't be in the running this year. Is he the sixth man though? Can he make himself? Yeah. If he's if he's that, fucking that's, coming that's off the I'm, bench, if he's doing what he did, twenty at halftime. If he's doing what he did, yeah, he he can make himself the sixth man. The sixth man goes to the person who comes off the bench and balls out the hardest. Tyler Johnson became the Heat six man because off the second he, unit, yeah. we had James Johnson off the second unit, but Tyler Johnson was our leading scorer off you the know bench. What? If if Swaggy P can come off the bench for Golden State and fucking hit like six or seven threes a game, because realistically, that's all they want from him. Yeah. All they they don't they're like yo don't Steve Kerr's like fuck defense, <laughs> don't do any of that, Just make your don't threes. do any of that that weak shit. Just play to your strong suit. We'll have, like, we're the fucking Warriors. Word. We'll put you in the game. Let the other four guys in the game with you play D. And just fucking chuck up threes, bro. Because you know they're, you know they're going to fall. He's Swaggy P. He's in Golden State. That's three-point land. And you know what? He might put up, we might, he might put up, like, 13, 14, 15 points a game. He goes in, hits, like, four or five threes, like, play the James Jones Miami Heat role. And it might land him the sixth man of the year. Yeah, so that being said, we, uh, we're almost done here. We just got to get into our favorite thing we saw this week and our least favorite thing we saw this week. All right. And we're just going to hop right in. What's your favorite thing you saw this week? Uh, my favorite thing I saw this week was that 50-piece that Amari Cooper just dropped for me in <laughs> fantasy. The man finally woke up. Uh, Derek Carr finally was getting him the ball. He wasn't dropping it too much. He would have right. had more than 50, but he dropped a couple passes. But I'm not going to complain. Uh, the man dropped that 50-piece for me, and I appreciate it, Omari. Nice. And um, what would be your least favorite thing you saw this week? I know last week I went political, um, but this week it, it was worse than anything. Probably the worst thing that could have happened to me. That sounds very selfish. Um, I can't believe Rogers broke his collarbone, bro. <laughs> I'm, I'm still. Now that has to be the least. I'm, I'm still. Least I'm still so shit. I'm. I'm. I still can't believe it. Yeah. Like I. I feel like I'm in the twilight zone. Like I just want to wake up, and like everything's all right. Everybody and knows. Rogers is playing tomorrow, and everything's normal. We're five and one, but nope, our season's over. Yeah, that's unfortunate, bro. I mean, to see a good team like you guys, and it's obvious when you see you know Devontae Adams and Jordy Nelson leading the league. In scoring touchdowns, like obviously not this this year, but going back to last year, right? From the start of last year, the two of them, they're both they're first and second in receiving touchdowns. That's crazy. So, and I'm mean, you know I still have faith in in I have faith in Brett Hundley. I think, like I said earlier, if they you know they have the whole week to prepare with him going yeah. forward as the starter. But let me tell you something: backup quarterback is not starting quarterback. It's it's just too much. It's just your I offense know. is too dynamic. 
the season's over, but I still gotta have faith. Yeah, still of course. I'm, I, I'm, I still got we just lost the best. Colts. We just lost the best quarterback in football. And the thing is, I'm in, I'm in the AFC South. So right now, we're, we're still, a, we're a game behind first place. I know. So as bad as we've been doing, we're good. So uh, favorite thing I've seen this week has to go to, has to, has to go to um, Miami Hurricanes, man. Like we we beat Florida State last week. Well, the week before this, yeah. And on Saturday, we're down by two. We need a first down. It's like fourth and seven. And what happens? We throw the ball in the air. Defender jumps up. Two defenders jump up. And there goes Langham. Snagging the ball out the air. Mm -hmm. Giving us a chance to win. I was at work when that happened, and the whole place went fucking I was going, nuts. I was going crazy. The place went nuts. Oh, my God. Did you see that fucking I was cat? going crazy. So was crazy. there's that. We're 5-0. We play Syracuse. We're hoping to go 6-0, which I believe we can. You got to um, watch out for Syracuse. They just took down Clemson last yeah, week. Yeah, Clemson. But they took out his quarterback. Then they took them down. So True. I think, it's, it's, I think it's realistically it should the be quarterback, easy, man. The quarterback is, is a tough position to replace. Mm-hmm. So, and sometimes, in a lot of cases, it's irreplaceable. So... Um, Least favorite thing I saw this week is gonna be, it has to it has to be Gordon Hayward, Jeremy Lin starting off the season NBA. You know, Gordon Hayward's debut in Boston, coming off of his career year, everybody expected him to you know play good. He's got Kyrie on his team now, and mm-hmm. literally six minutes into the game, bro, he just breaks his ankle and or dislocates his ankle and breaks his leg. That's never fun to watch. Um, even as a Celtic hater, you know, you never want to see that being the reason that the team isn't as good anymore or the reason that you might have an upper hand. Um, same thing with Jeremy Lin. I mean, they, they can be the worst team in the league, but you just never want to see a guy go down in pain knowing in the first game that after all summer he's been training for, his season's just mm-hmm. over. So uh, with that being said, uh, that wraps things up. The 10th episode we, we made it extra long for you guys pause we had to go <laughs> extra hard talk about basketball because it's basketball is my favorite sport I'll, I'll keep it real you know i love football i like hockey but but basketball is where my heart is Bet. and I, i'm so glad that we get to talk about it now every week follow us on twitter uh at julian goris at dm reich Sorry, that's Instagram. On Twitter, it's going to be Julian Gorris and uh, Mr. Zone 6. Zone 6, Zone Dan. six Dan. Like Ready for that on SoundCloud. Subscribe on iTunes. Write us a review. Leave some comments. Send us questions. Feedback, questions, everything. Uh, we definitely appreciate it. Way to dope or cook the cocoa. Might have well just give you ho up. I got local ho, but I shelter out the country though. Ain't no giving up. You already know how I give it up. Sipping out the coffee cup, my presidential face a hockey puck. Feed me dope. I get wavy like a boat. Feed me dope. And I start seeing ghosts. I'm off the porch. I'm skipping court. Yeah. Strip to my loot. Trap in the sport. Skip to my loot. Okay, fish butter. Chicken cutter. Okay, Maserati. Get mozzarella, okay. Gone, you doing that wrong. I did alcohol. I'm stuck on phone, but we get dope money all night long. I need Chinese mallet, Hong Kong. I need good drink, beat strong. Dirt don't call me beat poppy, I get beat cocky. Uh oh, beat mallet got my wrist rocking. Uh oh, bring the money on a big dollar. 
no, I'm a millionaire from freestyling. Uh oh, good dope make my wrist pop. Coco, watch me hit up with a big charge. Stutter, keep the receipt, I'm a bad boy. Better round drill, ooh, he a mad boy. Out of my diamonds clear, ooh, that's a jack boy. I see Hermes belt out on my tag boy. I was hustling in the field with all I had, boy. My mama shed a few tears, but I wasn't sad, boy. Tried to sprain her up for years, she had a cash, boy. I took a pill and a half today, that ain't my last, boy. The one with the wings on it, I'm taking off like Elroy. I took a pill on the head, I got the pill on my head. I'm living close to the edge, I gotta stay with some lead. I wanna hit me a lick. Just like a sleep on the bed Way the dope or cook the cocoa Might as well just give you hoe up I got local hoe But I showed her out the country for Ain't no giving up You already know how I give it up Sipping out the coffee cup My presidential face a hockey puck I get with it like a boat Feed me dope And I start seeing ghosts I'm off the porch I'm skipping court Strip to my loot Trap in the sport Skip to my loot Okay, fish butter Chicken cutter Okay, Maserati, we get Maserella. Okay, gone, you doing that wrong. I did Al Capone. I'm stuck on phone, we get dope money all night long.